Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Anime Tour Bus. It's me, uh, your non-expert Eric. And who's that sitting right next to me? That's you, listener. Listener, what you... Oh, you're looking up historical facts? Uh, that's a cool one about, like, the, the rise of the Ottoman Empire and how it was, like, from the, the fall of Rome and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, no, like, that's that's pretty... That's genuinely... I like history. History's fun. Metzger... Um, Metzger, of course, is our, our expert. She's at the front of the bus. Metzger, I actually wanted to ask you a historical fact. Um, Metzger, can you uh, figure out for me at about, like, uh, Monday at 2.50 p.m., um, can you can you look back at some of the historical facts that I was sending you? I fucking hate you. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Can you can you just uh, go ahead and pull those up for me and uh, uh, you read them aloud to the class? You cryptedly explained to me that all women are transgressors against God. Uh, which God specifically? You said the Christian God. Uh, yes. Continue. No, that's all I got because I asked you questions and you're like, "You'll know later," and I was like, "Fuck you and your bullshit." <laughs> I'm about to transgress against your God, or at least I would if you had one. You piece of shit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Metzger, you might recall, uh, again, more of a kind of historical note at this point. Um, in our last episode, um, I uh, started off with uh, some uh, sexist jokes. Honestly, I'm kind of impressed that you actually listened to the podcast. Metzger, I, first off, um, I wanted to have like continuity um in in this one so what i what i wanted to say was that uh metzger i i made some comments that um i fully stand behind uh because they were in fact jokes um in a particular context uh, were so, like, i understand what you were doing but they were so bad and i actually asked an outside source and the outside source was like not nah, cut them I was like, that's that's fair. That's fair at this point. I didn't feel good about it. And I was like, man, I know they're jokes. But man, they're so awful. Like you you did the best at finding the worst shit you could possibly find. Thank you. Uh so I don't believe any of that. Let's start there. Okay. I know that it's an attempt at humor. It's not okay, hold up. This is a genuine commentary on our anime uh because i made those jokes and our anime raised me women are transgressors against god all women against the anglo-saxon christian god the deity the one single monarch that controls the entire universe that is what our anime said and i was literally at 2.50 p.m. watching that and going, oh, fuck, they outdid me. <laughs> they did immediately follow that up, though, with if you believe shit like that. Did you not pay attention in class? Women fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said. Yeah, he pretty said. much. But I... the guy, he at least was like, I don't believe in that. You could see why uh, some people look down upon you here. Like, I don't know. The dude did seem like he was trying to make 
a terrible joke just like yours were um yeah because because i mean let's be honest here like women um oh if you uh have ever uh listened or watched or read whatever lord of the flies the guy who wrote lord of the flies talked explicitly about why it was an island full of boys in the audiobook because he reads the audiobook to you if you if you get it through audible um not sponsored uh so uh, it, it's you... been 84 years <laughs> uh, and so if if you do that he uh he explicitly talks about like why he didn't have any girls on the island or why it wasn't a girls only island and the reasoning that he gives is because women are much better than men <laughs> and... And it's very funny. And he's like, if you if you take like an island full of boys, you will regress to like the primal nature of like what it means to be men. If you have an island full of women, you'll get a society. And yeah, pretty much. Like I don't. I know. I can't see where he's wrong. Like it's it's genuinely a good commentary. Yeah, it's it's not. So that being said, uh, that's kind of when, when I, I'm making those jokes, that's honestly where I, I truly believe in and I'm coming from. And the fucking uh, anime outdid me. It is canonical lore that like women transgressed against God. A woman got thirsty and wanted to fuck the fairy king and men stood up for their freedoms. And hold up. And it's not just that, like, our girl is explicitly into her fairy. Like, it seems pretty clear to every most people involved that if he's a servant boy, then, like, he's a hot servant boy. Why is he traveling with her? What's up with that? Like, it's a it's a full conversation actively going on. And, like, meanwhile, in the background is this lore. Women fuck fairies, and that's a historical fact. Can you imagine if this is someone's first episode and they're like, what the fuck are we talking about right now? And they have no context that it's sugar apple fa- fairy tale. Well, Metzger, why don't you give them a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a. Kind of I, don't, don't, I don't think I want to really give us a synopsis for the episode entirely, but uh, as a general for the, the series, our girl has a dead mom because that's anime. Yep. And most of her motivations are driven by that. She wants to become a sugar artisan in a world that has a slavery dynamic involving fairies. She frees two fairies and they become her traveling companions. And this dude from her hometown is kind of her rival off and on continuously. There's obviously, to, to kind of continue that on, there is a shortage that's occurring in the uh, apple sugar that's being used to uh, to make these, like, glistening sculptures of, of sugar. Um, and that the whole world, kind of in the same way that Pokemon is centered around Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! is centered around a fucking weird card game based in Egypt. And, uh, I don't know, whatever... Uh, the Jujutsu Kaisen thing, cursed monsters and stuff is centered on. Uh, this world is centered on creating these these sugar uh, structures. Um, and to do so requires a specific sugar taken from silver apples that are in short supply. So she's had to go to kind of an exclusive school workplace in order to, to do so. And is being put through the labor that uh, is very physical 
in order to uh, to kind of go. <laughs> As a 15-year-old, very petite girl, she's she having a bit of a time. incredibly petite. I will say that. Like, she is a very, very tiny lady. No, uh, no shade. <laughs> I understand. I understand why Shell calls her Scarecrow. Yeah, she keeps going up to bat, though. Uh, in what in this episode, we have one of those um, shit man. One of what I'm gonna call the foremans shows up, and he's late, and he has a desire to please all women in a way that <laughs> that I imagine is not actually for the female benefit, but for his own kind of like egotistical methods. Yeah, he he. He's not really, he'll promise you a good time, but that boy will get you 30% of the way there and leave you hanging. Yeah, he'll pretty much just explain to you why you're not cut out for something. (laughs) And then do nothing else. (laughs) And meanwhile, he has a fiance. Well, that's what I'm getting at, is he has someone that is fully indoctrinated into this realm to where she is technically a student at a different school. But uh, she's a student in a way to where she's accustomed to serving the men. She's not a sugar artisan outright, but she does things like cooks and cleans and serves tea and flirts with the boys to make them feel better about their sugar creations and failures. And that's where she kind of believes that a woman's place is. And she is upset. Here's this fucking girl claiming to be an artisan and like that's not okay that's not where the the woman's place is a woman's place is not in the kitchen instead of well it's not in the sugar mills (laughs) it is in the kitchen not in the sugar mills this is a this is a mass producing market eric that's way different from a residential kitchen Obviously. So so if I have, you know, uh me me and my boys, we up <laughs> oh, sorry. We up in Man. the Kellogg's factory mass producing cornflakes. This ain't no place for a woman. I guarantee there's absolutely no spiders in your brand flakes. I don't even eat cornflakes anymore, but man, I used to be on that cornflake binge. Um maybe it's ever since I discovered he was a weird masturbator. <laughs> what is that true that's not a fact that i've ever heard of oh uh cornflakes man um was responsible for why we in america repopularized circumcision um and its sole intent was actually to make uh... okay i did know that he was the the rise in popularity of circumcision well part of the reason for it um explicitly from cornflakes man himself was to um lessen the like uh to deter to deter the urge to masturbate because of a loss of sensation yeah 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 yeah. i thought that he was a Like you were leading us to that he was a chronic masturbator. Dude was so he had so many hot takes about sex. You cannot convince me that that dude was a fucking freak. <laughs> Eric is having a sexual identity crisis eating a bowl of cornflakes. <laughs> so I had to put him down. <laughs> get, get the flakes no more. 
<laughs> so we were like, I'm sorry, I felt a compulsion to masturbate out of spite every time I was served a bowl. Okay. We just had to start declining. If, okay, hold up. If anyone <laughs> you know would spitefully masturbate, it's your boy. Or eating a bowl of cornflakes. <laughs> eating a bowl of cornflakes? That's going to be my bio for something. I don't know what it is. Probably work-related. <laughs> Spitefully oh masturbating God. while eating cornflakes. We've gotten way too comfortable with our very small, limited audience. Um. <laughs> hey, everyone. Every episode, it's like we start a stopwatch on, like, how, how heinous. How intense can we go? <laughs> hey, we have yet to re-achieve um, sticking our penis into a bag of sugar. Uh, Only a couple of episodes ago. I know, but that's been oh, so long. Um, hey, listener, what are we talking about? Oh if you God. think that you could uh, say something more heinous to us, well, I would say probably send it directly to uh, Anime Tour Bus on Instagram, Anime Underscore Bus on Twitter, and me and Weeboo.wordpress.com. Hey, hey, Metzger, that's really like. Like, we can agree. No, no, that's not the end. Because, like, the girl, the girl that is down with a woman's place that doesn't feel any, like, who we are led to believe doesn't have any qualms with her place in life, her fiancé, anything like that. She falls in love. She falls in love with Shal. Yeah. Which Shal's a pretty boy. Let's just go ahead and say that. She does the full i can't there's a word that i'm thinking of and i cannot i can't like fully manifest it but it's a person that during a that time period of american history girl simp is that what you were gonna say no but i was just gonna say um one believed in the place of the woman and also treated slaves differently to where like one not only is she happy with her place in life sort of but she's really not because it's an arranged marriage and she never knew love until she laid eyes on shall and he's a fairy and it's a forbidden love but because she views him as sub person i mean he's a fairy so he's not actually human but fairies are no less than human in our eyes as a viewer but she views him as subhuman she can feel emboldened yeah, and he um, calls her on it. And says, yeah, you he does. You wouldn't do this if I were human. Even though this guy is technically way more deadly <laughs> as an obsidian fairy, right? Yeah, my boy could fuck people up. He rejects her, but in true like anime romance fashion, Anne looks out the window and sees the girl throw herself at shawl and she this isn't anime specific this this would happen in any cinematography that's fair thank you for defending anime as a media she just so happens to turn around as shall is rejecting her but then turn around she extra cheap move the dude is trying to make her feel better and he's making her run to her work and shall sees that and takes it as her being happy without him being happy with a human boy and like that creates conflict and i think in the future we'll have to resolve that but it's a really stupid thing to have to resolve yeah but you know I mean, it, it's kind of trivial like it's we have to like i guess put some type of stakes into it you know yeah, but I mean, we like... made it through the first the first season of the manga in like three episodes so now we're just really 
grasping at straws here. Hey, listener, again, uh, check us out on Anime Tour Bus uh, on Instagram, anime underscore bus on Twitter, and me, you, and weboo.wordpress.com. I also have a podcast uh, that I do by myself without Metzger. Uh, it's called Science Snacks, and I talk about the latest and greatest in science or the uh, Nobel Prize winning work, uh, the research. I break down uh, what science has to say in a way reading directly from modern research papers so that you don't have to. It's something that doesn't take a PhD to understand. Uh, hey, Metzger, let's talk about buddy daddies. Buddy daddy. One, you are wrong. Okay. We'll just start off with that. It must seem a little aggressive, but okay. Eric wakes up every morning, looks in the mirror, and goes, you were wrong. You don't I mean, know for what yet, but you were. Someone will tell you. I do have, as they call it, the Catholic guilt. <laughs> as discussed in our previous episode. <laughs> we have a super fun episode. You were wrong because it didn't go straight into a conflict. This episode eased you into a sense of safeness yeah i guess it, it, it distract it did it it's not a bait and switch but it definitely did try and ease some of that tension as we have a super fun pre-k field day there's okay but there's like undertones of the the bigger thing happening here not exactly because they just are always mindful of the fact of where they the industry that they're in yeah but there is a huge growth for ray personally where ray doesn't know how to feel ever about anything and it's it's the big field day which, I don't know, do you, you saw this in, like, Komi-san. I think that's the only other anime that's ever dealt with a field day, hasn't it? Yeah, and I don't think we talked... Metzger, did you ever do anything special for field? Did you Were you the, the best leaper? Did you... Uh, no, and it's not field and track. It's, it's not necessarily that. But, like, in Japan, there's a very common, like, sports day sort of thing where the, the multiple classes will compete, they'll put on, uh, some of them will do skits like cheering or dance or stuff like that. Japan has a very rich extracurricular sort of thing to their school system. I mean, which is great. That's what I personally like strive for in my, my personal life. It's pretty much... Uh, like a more structured version of uh, what your high school did, which was spring fever reliever. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was also doing it in, like, grade school and stuff like that. Like, not not just high school, but, like, you know, middle school and all throughout. But I also went to a private place. We had, like, the end of the year, like, fuck it, no one's going to grade you for anything else day. Yeah. <laughs> which no, Obviously, nobody called it that. That's essentially what it was, would be right? A great title. Uh, I could put it on a banner. Um, I would. I would have. Are you kidding? Volunteered to put that on a banner. You would banner. have volunteered to put on a banner like "fuck it, we don't want to do any more grades." Yeah. See, you shits never. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> this is why I can't be a teacher because. <laughs> because the last day of school, I would strut in with a t-shirt and just be like, see you little shits, never. And then on the back, it would just say, fuck off. Just one big middle finger. 
You passed not because you're smart, but because I don't want to see you again. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Ray is really struggling, not with necessarily being a father, but by, I guess with being a better father, being a better human. I don't really understand, like, I understand Ray's growth, and trust me, anytime Ray is having a growth moment, I am giddy on the other side of that screen. But Ray is struggling. He doesn't understand how to be loud. He doesn't understand how to be supportive. He doesn't understand those things. And when Kazuki encourages him to be supporting initially, he starts providing very specific amounts of criticism to Miri, like teaching her the correct way to run, which Hold is up. maybe. But I'm on his side. He's talking about like how the muscles work and stuff like that. My boy, that's the kind of specific information you need. She doesn't yes, understand it at but, all. But maybe not to a preschooler. I think what he, the only thing he was missing was some diagrams. I think maybe that that conversation should be held off until maybe like a third or fourth grade level. It seems like diagrams would help. A diagrams would help at a third and fourth grade level. Mm. I think Never. at pre-K. Is, is the Eric hot take? Never too young for diagrams. Dude, she's got three different alphabets to learn. Lay the fuck off, Miri. Okay, well... Regardless, he's trying his very best, and I think he finds difficulty with, uh, it, it's not that he doesn't have enthusiasm, it's just the process of kind of drawing that up and bringing that to the surface. It's just simply not his love language. I, I think that it's really just a matter of, like, he's never been reinforced, he's always been pulled down, and he's never really had a great example, aside from uh, his friend, like... His dad wasn't a good example of a parent. Oh, no, obviously. his dad was like, why didn't you kill this dog? And we revert to what we know, right? Like, and it takes conscious effort and careful thought and looking at the science, uh, hashtag science snacks, in order to, like, kind of break yourself out of the kind of shitty parenting that you experience. So many people are like, well, I spanked my kid and I turned, or my, my parents spanked me and I turned out just fine and all that. Well, that's literally not what the science says. And if you want to repeat the mistakes of your parents and, you know, continue a cycle of abuse, which it 100% is, uh, then, like, maybe uh, don't, don't do that. Like, look at what the science actually says. And I, it takes very conscious effort to break away from what you've experienced as a child and say, I'm going to be better. And he is genuinely trying. And I think making progress towards being a better parent than his dad ever was, obviously. Obviously, he's already there as he's not putting her. I like the first steps, like his introduction, like wading into the water is just. Um, he made some rice balls wants, and did his best. Yeah, he wants to help pack for the picnic and he wants to make rice balls. And I think that is super sweet. And I love that he packs them with what? Jelly. Things he likes. No, not things he likes, but all of Miri's favorite candy and sweets. He likes them too. He does. The things that they bond over, essentially. Yeah, that's pretty nice. It's super cute. He has no regard for her overall health, just her temporary happiness. That's honestly good enough for him. Other daddy's got that part taken care of. Yeah. Can we talk about 
that kind of with like the very limited time that we have left of the emotional weight of each parent i feel like more often than not while we call women nurturers more often than not we actually put the overall well-being of the child off on them meanwhile in some households the dad either gets to be the disciplinarian or the like, fun one or the one that has no regard for safety or nutrition or anything like that just as long as you're happy everything is good until mom gets back or you know not being not complaining not giving him a hard time whatever's the easiest route which is often like just happens to coincide with the like funnest and least healthiest route um yeah no it's it's not good but i think for him it's good enough for now no, obviously for, for ray it's an effort and for someone that was essentially dead inside like any effort is good effort yeah I I really think that like he's doing a great job and you know I, one day there will be more but for now this is wonderful. But is it wrong that I can easily classify Kazuki as the female parent? Ooh. Because what if if you had to assign one of them, I know they're both daddies, but if you had to assign the role of mommy or daddy to one of them, which one is which? Metzger, I don't think either are because neither kind of like strikes me personally. Uh, I think Kazuki is entirely the mom to where like he's in charge of the food and neither he's in strikes charge of me. getting the child to school and he's the one that's way more invested in her development. Are transgressors against God, Metzger? That's what I was saying. Neither of them strike me as. They who transgress against God, the one true Christian God. Ah, oh, man, that hurts me to say. <laughs> yeah, like, when are you? When do you just burst into flames? Like, at what point? Uh, I, as a registered member of the church, uh, the, sorry, the oh, Satanic God, Temple. You did that. Yeah, I am ordained separately, but in in conjunction with the uh, the Satanic Temple. So said. He's doing his very best. We get a fun. She wanted the gold medal. They were training for it. She ended up getting the gold medal because they did a thing of like, yeah, the, she find wants your to run, family. She oh. wants to run the relay. I guess it's not even a relay, but she wants to run the race. And Ray finally, finally breaks. Like he breaks and he shouts, "Gun medal!" And she eats shit so she hard. Eats shit. And he then struggles with that for the rest of the episode. Like, cheering is hard, he says. Everything is hard for, for Ray Ray. For Ray well, Pop. and the problem is he didn't immediately get reinforced with it. Like, he didn't get, like, the, the yeah, you know. Yeah, Kazuki just kind of looks at him and is like, ooh, that sucks. Yeah, it, it just, he didn't, he's doing his best and then immediately didn't get reinforced for it. So now, like, that behavior isn't, like reinforced him yelling and cheering her on isn't like promoted uh that that hurt me to see but i'm glad at the end she ran over grabbed him and said i was supposed to find my family and like, they ran together to the finish line it was so nice. 
Yeah, it was super sweet, and I love it. And then we ruin it at the cafe where we put Q-Chan on the spot to be like, where the fuck is this girl? Like, we've got pictures of her at this at this event. Like, even if they hadn't taken a picture, the guy was there. He knows where they are. He He got pictures himself. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's going, we saw Q-Chan earlier inside of this episode. Um, and, and he was like, really kind of enjoying their presence there, but it seemed to be kind of a, a darkness to him as he's like, I like them so much and I like this little girl and I don't want anything bad to happen. Man, but I also, hate that we're going to have to kill this kid. Yeah. That, I mean, Man, the undertones got... of that is there. Yeah, uh-huh, 100%. But I think that we can wrap it up there. I think we can call it. Well, uh, hey, listener, again, anime tour bus on Instagram, anime underscore bus on Twitter, and me, you, and weeboo.wordpress.com. Science snacks, also really good quality stuff. Maybe even uh, almost as good as this podcast. 99% as good as this podcast. Because you know what? Nothing gets better than hanging out with your, your two best friends, uh, Mesker, who's our expert, and me expert and i know that your heart feels it fills with sadness every time that uh, we pull up to the bus stop but it is time for us to get off and we'll get back on this next week but until then bye smart bones we chase chickens ain't nobody playing magic the gathering arena on their phone we chase chickens <laughs>